Hello, this is Robbie Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is Midsummer or Midsommar. I'm going to say Midsummer because the pronunciation, I'm pretty sure, is not right. Um, it is spelled that way, but uh, anyway, this is the. This movie was actually recommended, not recommended, but they wanted us to watch it by. My BFFFFFFF Sarah Rivera. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks for that suggestion. Yeah, that's why we want you guys to give us suggestions because we hey we review like I don't know if you guys want to watch new mo- or review hear reviews on new movies or old movies or whatever because the plays that we get vary and so it's hard to nail down what you guys really want. So um, thank you, Sarah, for for sending in that suggestion for this movie. Yeah, so last weekend we watched, because we got the suggestion, and I was like, you know what? This uh, Ari Aster guy, the, the one that wrote and directed this movie, he's only done two movies, um, and the first one was Hereditary. So I said, I want to rewatch Hereditary anyway, because I've been wanting to rewatch it since we saw it you know, years ago in 2018. So I said, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities between these movies, um, just obviously because it's the same writer director, but also like thematically and just there's different elements that are similar. So I wanted to rewatch both of them. So we rewatched Midsummer, which <laughs> is just as crazy, but like in different ways as um, Hereditary. This movie stars Florence Pugh um, as Danny, and she is. She's dating this guy named Christian. I forget the actor's name. But um, you can tell they're not – it's not a great relationship. Um, He's not the greatest boyfriend. Um, But the movie starts and tragedy strikes. I won't go into the details of that. But um, basically something really terrible happens to her. um, And so he's kind of like, all right, well, you know. You can tell he's kind of not really 100% committed to this relationship. But – at this point, it's like, well, I can't break up with her now. <laughs> now that this has happened, so hey, you know what? I'll well, let's stick around, and yeah, I'm gonna comfort you. And um, that's how the movie opens. And then uh, the rest of the movie is them taking this trip along with uh, some of his friends and colleagues in college. They take a trip to um, is it Sweden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this little town in Sweden. One of their friends, he's from there, and he wants to show them this festival that they have every ninety years. And uh, two of the Christian and this other guy named Josh, uh, they're both like in anthropology. So they want to take this trip, you know, obviously to take a trip, but also it's, you know, might help them in their uh, anthropology studies. You know, it's something that they're they might do their thesis on. But anyway, needless to say, this festival turns out to be pretty, pretty interesting (laughs) in many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll get more into that and uh, the horrific details Uh, but Sam, let's start with you. What did you think of Midsummer? So, this movie is also very fucked up. Like, <laughs> if y'all heard my review on Hereditary, like, this is very similar. Um, it's just because everything's just so unexpected and so, like, jarring. And you're uncomfortable the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, you really are. The entire movie. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to say I enjoy this film. I love this film because of everything, the way it was filmed, the actors, um, there's like the whole movie is just jam packed with symbolism literally and metaphorically. Like, it's just like, 
so like a smart film. Like there's just so much that went into making this film. Um, with that being said, it's not an enjoyable movie as in you feel content at all. Like you feel <laughs> like uneasy and scared and tense and suspicious like the entire time. So I recommend this movie to people who like to be scared. First of all, when I first saw this movie, like it, not that it upset me, but it, it like <laughs> upset, like you're just like, ah, like the entire time. I didn't know what this movie was supposed to be about at all. Kind of like hereditary. Like I had no idea. So if you're going to go into this, just know that this is a type of horror film. Like it's meant to be a scary film. Um, so just keep that in mind because I think that kind of makes it easier for you to accept um, the weirdness and craziness of this film. Um, so first of all, there's just like, so yeah, so I, if you like that kind of like weirdness and, and scariness in films, then yes, I re- recommend this movie to you. If you don't, then don't go see this movie. Like I had, you know, one of our friends, um, she's not into these type of movies and she didn't know, obviously she didn't know what this movie was about. She went to the theater to go see it when it came out. And she said she left during the middle of the movie. She left the theater because she was just so like, what the hell am I watching? Like she was just so weirded out and she just didn't like to be feeling that way, I guess. So she left, she didn't finish it. So, but then I have other friends who thought this movie was great and and they enjoyed it. So um, so just take that into consideration. Um, but with all that being said, this movie was so great. Um, Florence Pugh was awesome. And all of the actors were did such a great job. And you even made this comment, like Ari Aster really demands a lot from his actors. And he does. Like you said, like, I'm going to need you to bear your soul for this movie. <laughs> and you really feel like they do. Like it's, it's intense. So, okay. So you talked about Danny and her boyfriend. So Christian, right? And they have like this dysfunctional relationship. He's with his friends and his friends are like, just break up with her already. Like you, you don't like being with her. Like, why are you still with her? And I did, I didn't catch up on, catch on this, but I did read an article saying that like Christian was supposed to represent like the Christian faith and, and guilt basically, right? Because that's most of what. (laughs) Christianity is based on is making you feel guilty enough to follow along with their religion. So Christian is constantly feeling guilt throughout this entire film. Like he feels guilty about breaking up with her. um, So he doesn't, right? And so he's staying with her. And so when this tragedy happens at the very beginning to Danny, um, and so in this movie, there's a lot of breath work. Like there's a lot of like vocalization, not speaking, but just like vocal noises and, and breathing, like very heavy breathing. And so when this tragedy happens to Danny, sh- they show her in her boyfriend's arms, like in the couch, just crying, like heaving, like, <gasps> like wailing, right? And she's trying to breathe and he's just holding her. You don't hear anything from him, like nothing, right? And it wasn't until later where I realized like that is a common theme in this film. Um, So later on, um, when the Sweden Swedish guy Pele, 
he asks Danny, like, do you feel held by Christian? Like, do you feel like you're home? Does he feel like your family when you're with him? And she kind of like freaks out because of course she doesn't, right? Like, so um, every time, so Pele makes this, this comment when he's explaining his village to the to the group of friends before they go the americans he's telling them like yeah like we do everything together and so it's just so nonchalant that comment right like my community my family we do everything together you know as an american you think that like oh like yeah we go to birthday parties together or we go like to dinner together um but Pele literally meant we do everything together. And so when you're in this community and you're feeling pain or a certain emotion, the community all feels that with you. And you really tell that difference when they're in that commune and Danny's freaking out because there's many times to freak out. <laughs> um, she's like like hyperventilating and like <laughs> and like she's crying and and screaming again right well then you know there's a group of female females that go and they grab her and they hug her and they're rolling around on the floor with her and they're also wailing with her <laughs> like they're all doing it together she's like looking around like what the hell but it's like such a difference in showing like you thought christian was supposed to be this support for you but he never goes through what he never tries to understand what you're feeling. And then you go to this community where you have people trying to, like actively trying to go through the same thing you're going through so that you don't feel alone. And it's that complete like family feeling that she gets um, there in this community. Um, not that she wants it or she's trying to, but she's realizing like after something happens, she's like, wow, these people really do everything together. Um, so I really liked that that symbolism in the movie that they showed. Um, there's a lot of yellow that connects this as well. So when they showed Danny's family in the beginning of the movie, her parents are like sleeping in a bed. Every the, the room is dark, right? Like it's at night, all the lights are off, the whole room is dark, but you see this very bright pop of yellow in their sheets and their bedding and their pillows. They're surrounded by this color yellow. And um, there's also something I won't say what, that connects to her sister that they end up showing her sister and that thing is yellow as well. Um, and then when Danny goes to this community in Sweden, the main like um, accent color is yellow. Like all the signs, like everything is like, they're all, they're all wearing white. It's mostly like a white and it's like a green field. But yeah, like everything they paint, like everything is yellow. And um, I really do think that that was her family trying to push her like this is your new family now like this is this is connected some way to her family and this is where you can feel family here um i will say there is i wouldn't say an element of well i guess like an element of witchcraft but they really call it like paganism mm -hmm. um so because they do like they do everything um associated with witchcraft or paganism because everything's ritual everything is ritualistic everything they have um different spells that they do and they're taught the community is taught um the ancient rune alphabet which which has also used runes um as sigils and um that's what they're taught in this community um is to read and write in runes 
And what they do with these runes also is, you know, they write them or carve them on different objects and that gives that object power. And then they sleep with these objects under their, their pillow to dream about and, and give these, these objects or these runes more power. So you see these runes throughout the whole movie. Like it's on their clothing, it's on the buildings, like everything. Um, and I think one article said like the rune, some of the runes translate to like fear, joy, death, um, intention or secrecy, like different things. So if you look that up, I mean, you'll get more information there. Um, I haven't looked them all up or anything, but everything's marked with runes. Um, and then they have the motor and pestle where they're grinding up herbs and putting them in, um, drinks and stuff. Um, and they're constantly like they, they farm and, and garden, like, um, it's a self-sustaining community, so they're constantly one with Earth, and and this the scenery is beautiful. I mean, they're out like in some like I don't even know what you call it. Like it's a very remote like area, so the scenery is like super pretty. Um, all the shots were awesome. They Ariaster does kind of the same shots where. Um, it's it's either nighttime, it's nighttime, and then it you're staring at the same like person or object, and then it cuts to like daytime um, to show that time has passed or just a new setting. Um, I really like the shot that they did when the the friends were driving into that weird town because the camera's upside down, and so the road is at the top of the screen. And that's how you're arriving into this place. So it makes you feel like you're entering in another world, like another dimension. Like, you know, you're leaving <laughs> like your known reality at this point. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and just also like the emotions, like at the beginning of the movie where Danny's in America and with her friends or boyfriend and stuff like that, she's obviously feeling so many different type of emotions and she's being told to hide those emotions. Like you need to suppress these feelings. Like she's taking like medication. Um, every time she gets like a panic attack, she goes into the bathroom and cries to herself. She's telling her friend like, oh my God, like if I'm leaning too much on my boyfriend, he's going to leave me. Like she needs, like, so she's always saying like, you know, I can't, I'm, I'm going to drive him away if I, if I keep, you know, talking about my emotions with him. Um, and then you get to this commune where, it's encouraged to show your your emotions and share your emotions with uh, the community. And um, it's just, you know, such a difference of cultures, I guess. Um, and then another thing is they make a joke about like Americans, right? Like, so the friends are, it's like the first day they're in this like community and the festival's going on, everybody's dancing. And so one of the Americans asks Pele, like, oh, how do we get in on this dance? And he's like, you're American, just shove yourself in there. And so they get up and they, and they go or whatever. Um, but um, the guy who plays Mark, I think his name is, I don't know what his real name is, the jokester, the oh, fool or um, whatever. He's played by... Y'all recognize him. I forgot his... Oh, Will Poulter, that's his name. Yeah, so he plays obviously the obnoxious American tourist and... So, he was in uh, like We're the Miller or Meet the... I forgot what it's called, We're the Millers and he's been in a few other movies, but yeah, you'll recognize him when you see him. Like, he's, yeah, um, so he... He does something like he kind of... He pees on something that he shouldn't have, something that... That's like sacred to 
um, the community, but he didn't know, right? And so everyone's getting like super pissed at him, like, why would you do that? And you fool. And he's like, what? I just had to pee. Like, you know, he didn't get it. And that's just like, oh my God. Like you, you see that if you travel a lot, I mean, you really do see that. Like I remember we went to Mexico and we went to um, the Jaguar temples and we were on this tour and there was this white guy who wanted to get a picture on the temple. Like you're not supposed to touch these things. And he literally climbed on top of part of the temple and our tour guide who was like indigenous to that, you know, that's his culture. He lost his shit. Like he started yelling at the guy and he was like, get up, get up. You can't be on there. You can't, you know, cause you can't be climbing that. That stuff is old. Like he could have ruined that, you know, like yeah. thousands of dollars of damage. And he even said like, "This is my. This is from my people. Like that's disrespectful." He was telling like the whole group, like when people do that, it's really upsetting to me because this is, this is my my history, my heritage, and you're just treating it like it's some kind of sideshow, you know, like a, you know, just like a, a like you would at some kind of um, what do you call it, like Six Flags or something. Like it's not it's not for you to go in you know desecrate it and take pictures on right and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened in this movie that's exactly what happened exactly what happened (laughs) like he pees on this thing and so like the swedish guy is like that's our ancestors like how dare you disrespect them like and instead of saying i'm i'm so sorry i didn't know he's like what like he's apologizing but it's like it's you know it's a half-ass apology like what i just had to take a piss i'm sorry like it's not it's not a real sorry it's like uh geez why are y'all so upset yeah like calm down (laughs) yeah so um you know, they put all of these elements in there and it's just like, <laughs> oh my God, like it's real. Um, it's real. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention that I, I, I loved was that, okay, so when the group first gets to Sweden, they drive to this field before they get to the community. And there's other people there they're having a good time, it's like super peaceful. And they give them a bag of shrooms and they're like, here, come on. And then they have shroom tea and the, and the Danny drinks the shroom tea. So they all like went a trip together. So they cut to all of them, like, you know, coming up with the mushrooms and they're just chilling. They're just in, in this beautiful field under a tree. And the way they portrayed the shroom experience was spot on. Like I freaking loved it. Um, because you really do see plants and the grass around you, like the nature around you breathing. That's the only way I can describe it. And that's exactly how they did it in this movie was they, you see the, the trees and the grass subtly moving like in and out and flowers in and out. And it's like, and he even says, he's like, look, the tree's breathing. You can see it. Like, that's exactly what you experience. So I loved how they did that because usually when you, when you see a movie and someone's tripping, yeah, they, they're on (laughs) shrooms or weed or something, they make it very like cartoonish to me. Like they may, yeah, over the top, like you just see the camera, like everything swaying and just like crazy colors and like it's like a 60s freak out or something yes and it's not like that like i just loved how they portrayed that in this film and um and throughout the movie like the communities like i feel like they're constantly like on shrooms or or drugs or something because um you Mm -hmm. you see all the flowers around you breathing that's the only way i can say it is like the plants and everything around you is like moving in and out and breathing and um I, I could just imagine like what a beautiful feeling that would really be if they were actually enjoying themselves at that place, like to be surrounded by so much nature 
and eating fresh organic homegrown like fruits and vegetables like that's all you're eating and then you're out there you know in this fresh air and and that's how you're living like of course it's going to be like super peaceful um so yeah that it's just so with all that said this is a scary movie (laughs) um but it's a beautifully made film like everything Ari puts in this is a symbol or has some type of purpose or meaning like everything not a single second not a single uh space of the frame is wasted like he uses everything to its maximum um so yeah I'm sure I think I said so much there's so much to talk about this film um but what did you think about it yeah I mean I agree with everything you said um Ari Aster he makes let's just I mean, he's only made two films, but he makes messed up films. And that's not to say that they're like, he doesn't do it just to be, because, you know, some people make crazy, like, effed up things just to, like, be that way, just to say, hey, I made a really disgusting movie that nobody likes. This isn't like that. It's like he makes these movies that make you uncomfortable or unsettling, but it does, he does it, like, very, very gently, very beautifully, very. Uh, like you said, there's these moments that just like shock you, um, but they're not they're not just done for shock effect. Like it's it's part of the story. So I mean, I even went back and watched two of his short films that he did before he started making movies, and they're both <laughs> messed up too. Um, but what's what I love the, about the I'm going back to like Hereditary. Hereditary is mostly a very dark movie. Most of the stuff takes place at night. Mm-hmm. This one, I remember when we saw it, I was like, how are they going to make a horror movie in this bright, bright setting? Because it's, it's like hot. And they're even said, like, it's the hottest time of the year. Like, it's the hottest uh, summer we've had in I don't know how many years. Oh, yeah. And it's super bright. Like, but all, this, all these horrific events happen in this bright, beautiful, like, sunny, uh, pastoral uh, setting. And it's, it's actually really, it's really good that he was able to pull that off uh, that way. But, um yeah, and you were mentioning how it makes you uncomfortable. It's funny because it works on two levels of uncomfortable. Because at the very beginning, <clears throat> like we said, there's that strained relationship between Danny and her boyfriend, Christian. And every little thing that she says to him, like she, it's, it's always her and his friends. You know, her, Christian, and his three, I think it's three friends, right, that he has with him. Um, so anytime she says something, because they all have, they all talk about her behind her back, right? So she'll say something like, oh, you're going to go to Sweden. Oh, like she obviously didn't know. And it's just really uncomfortable. Like the other guys are just kind of standing around like nodding or it's, it's, <laughs> it's so realistic to when you, you're hanging out with people and then there's that one person that, you know, you're just uncomfortable around. And so somebody will like leave. I'm going to go get something to drink. Like it's just, it makes everybody uncomfortable. There's a scene that you were talking about where they take shrooms. She tells she tell, like they're all like yeah let's do it let's do it and she tells christian like you know what i'm gonna wait like i want to get settled in first i want to you know i want to know my surroundings before i start getting high in some strange place you yeah. know which i understand <laughs> um and then he's like you know what i'll wait too like because i don't want i don't want to you know i don't want to do it if you're not going to so then he tells his friends hey guys um i'm gonna wait till danny's ready and of course they're just staring at him like well we can't do this at different times like you can't trip at two different times. It's, it's going to ruin the experience. And he's like, all right, well, you guys could wait for us. 
And they, again, they're just staring at him, like looking at their shrooms, looking back at him. And it's this awkward, like silence. And Danny's finally like, no, you know what? I'm ready. Let's just do it. Like, I love that they play these, these really awkward moments together because it, it, it plays into, again, what's going to happen throughout the movie where she's uncomfortable with them, you know, then, and then that group as a whole is uncomfortable in that community because of these different customs that they have. Um, but yeah, it's it's very uncomfortable with that. And then, of course, once we start bringing in what this uh, commune, what their their festival is all about, um, again, there's some shocking moments in here. Just like there's shocking moments in Hereditary, I won't say what they are. But needless to say, I looked up some of these these rituals, and these are things that actually took place, like in old, like ancient Nordic, uh, I guess, like you said, pagan uh, rituals. And I was telling Sam last night, I was like, well, this would be like if, not to give anything away, but this would be like if, um, you know, we went to to some Mexican village and they were still doing like the Mayan temple sacrifices like today. You'd be like, you'd be pretty shocked and be like, "Uh, let's get the hell out of here. So um, that's kind of the same thing where it's like they're, they're carrying on these, some of these old ancient traditions in modern day you know, Sweden in this small town and you're just, it's shocking to everyone else. But it's funny because there's, there's, there's this first moment, like the next day that they're there, there's this crazy moment that happens and everyone's like, oh my God, all the, all the outsiders are just like freaking out. But the elders are like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm sorry, did they not warn you about this? Like this, I know this seems uh, extreme to you as an outsider, but to us, this is completely normal. This is what we do. And these people that this, that this happened to, they volunteered, they, they knew this was, you know, they're totally into this. This is what we do here. So it's really interesting to see that, you know, how, how they play with these notions of like what's acceptable, what's not acceptable in, you know, or what, what is acceptable because it's it's tradition or because it's like a, a, a religious ceremony. Yeah. Um, it's just funny because, uh, you know, they stick around. They're like, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, you know, they're really uncomfortable, but yeah, I mean, I guess if that's your tradition. And then, of course, it just escalates from there. And, and uh, you find out a lot by the end of the movie. You're like, oh, so that's what's been going on. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's funny. The first time I saw this movie, there's some things that happen. I'm not going to go into it. That's the thing about this one and Hereditary is you, we can talk about it, but it's hard to not give anything away. Yeah. Um, but I'll just say that there's some things that happen. And I remember seeing it the first time and thinking, oh, this is like Danny's revenge for the way Christian treats her. Like he's not a great boyfriend. He obviously doesn't really care for her. He's just going through the motions because he doesn't, you know, he's guilty. He's guilty. He doesn't want to break up with her. Um, And that's how I felt the first time. But then the second time, and you kind of touched on this, I feel like it was more, I I thought of it as this is kind of how cults work. Like they prey on people that are, weak and vulnerable and they need something to connect to they need that um family that connection to other people and so they kind of go you know you always wonder like how do people join cults how do they how do they how are people so stupid or how are people so simple-minded to believe this stuff and it's like well it might not always be about believing in something it might be like just wanting to be a part of something right and you feel part of this community and then you're like, all right, I'll go along with whatever else you guys believe in. That's what I feel like this movie was was like. It was like seeing somebody become part of a cult and how easily it's it, – it, you know, not, not easy because there is the pushback. But 
how over time it's like, yeah, well, you know what? I don't have any, I don't have this person that's close to me. I don't, you know, this person I thought was, was my comfort and going to be there for me, but it turns out these people are. So yeah, I like this community. I think I'm going to, you know, join in on y'all, y'all's festivities and stuff. So that's how I saw it the second time watching it. But, um, yeah, I know you touched on the thing about the, the drug or the hallucinatory experience. There's definitely a lot of that. There's a a lot of scenes, especially like towards the end where they're having these meals on this huge, like long, I think it's like multiple tables, but they're all these like mirrored tables. Like the, the, the surface is like a mirror reflection. And so everything's really bright and you can tell sometimes you'd see people like they were trying to eat and their eyes were like squinting, but the whole time like it shows like Florence Pugh's way at the end of the table and you and, and right in the the foreground of the image is like this weird like meat I don't know what it is yeah. <laughs> but it's like pulsating the whole time it's just like and you just you feel like you're tripping cuz it's like hot and then there's it's not the whole it's not um what do you call it it's not over the top like you said Mm-mm. it's just subtle things like there's like this chair that she's sitting in that it's got like these vines and grass like on it. And she starts like rubbing, running her hands through it. And as she's doing it, like the vines seem to like move with her hand. And then the flower piece that, that head piece that she's wearing, the flowers, like you said, there's a flower that's like opening and closing just ever so slightly. It's just really, really well like filmed and like put together. Those shots are just like, just to give you that, that feeling of being like under the influence of yeah. some kind of drug. Um, and man, like I, <laughs> they use those drugs for some other crazy stuff too. Again, it's hard to really go into like a lot of the details that go into this, that are in this movie, but just, I'll, I'll say this. If you have a problem with frontal nudity, <laughs> avert your eyes. Cause there's a whole lot of it in here, yeah. both male and female. And it's not, it's not the kind that you're like, oh yeah, female fun. <laughs> no, I mean it's like any any anybody that's there, you know, young and old. So um, it's it's that's definitely one of those scenes where I could I could see if you're watching this like with your parents, I would say don't, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be really uncomfortable, and it's a long scene too. So um, there's uh, yeah. So if you know, because I know I wouldn't watch this with my mom in the room. <laughs> um, so. It's it, but it, again, it's definitely a good movie. Just like I said with Hereditary, if you're tired of the same old standard horror movies that are just like chainsaws and people getting stabbed and people you know running away from the killer, uh, those are cool too. I mean, I, I enjoy those as well. Don't get me wrong, I love Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But um, if you're if you want something different, this this guy definitely puts together these kind of movies because. It's it's weird. It's like he finds a topic that he's interested in. Like in Hereditary, he was interested in like family dynamics and what it's like, like a family just breaking down. And he puts it in this context of like this these horrific uh, things happening. Same thing here. He basically, I read about this, he was going through a difficult breakup. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to make like a breakup movie, but he was hired to do like a, a Swedish like uh, a slasher movie. And he's like, well, how am I going to do that? How am I going to put these elements together? And he does. He makes it his own thing. And that's what I think makes it so interesting is that 
he doesn't do just like the standard horror movie. He takes an idea or takes two ideas and puts them together and finds out where the story is in that. And it's uh, it's an interesting story to say the least. It's definitely one of those movies where throughout, I remember watching it in the theater and throughout most of the movie, like it was just quiet <laughs> because people are like, what the hell are we watching? Like yeah. it's that shock of like, what's going on? What's going to happen? Like how much more of this am I going to sit through? Because most audiences aren't really attuned to this kind of stuff. They're, you know, most like, People that want to go see a horror movie, they just want to see the standard horror movie. So when you go and see this, it's like they start, you know, you can see the people kind of looking at each other like, what are we watching? <laughs> what is this? This is so weird. But I love it. I love these kind of movies because they they generate these kind of discussions. We wouldn't be having this discussion about, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it, again, I love those movies, but it doesn't generate that much discussion. And these definitely do. Um and the acting, again, again, what's funny is I feel like Florence Pugh has been around for a long time. I don't know why, but this this was the first movie I saw her in. And yeah. this came out in 2019. She's only been around like a couple of years, but she's already done so much. Like within that year, she did this movie, um, Fighting With My Family, and Little Women. All three of those movies came out in 2019. Oh, yeah. She was busy that year. So, and then of course, you know, she's 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 proven herself to be like one of our best actors. I I would say she's really good in this. She's really good in everything she does. She's an interesting actor. I remember the first time we saw this, I was like, I was just so uh, taken, taken in by her voice. She's got this very like kind of deep Husky voice. And so, and she's so like tiny. So it's like this weird, um, it doesn't like match her physicality. I feel like. And so already I was like interested. I was like, this, this girl's different. Like I've, I've never seen her or anything. And she's an interesting actor. And then like, like you mentioned, um, this director really does ask a lot of his, of his actresses, especially um, because they're, they're forced to like Tony Collette in hereditary and Florence Pugh in this movie, these tragic things happen to them. And you feel like you're watching something that you shouldn't be. Watching. Like, I'm like, I feel like, this is actually how Florence Pugh would probably cry if something horrible happened to her. Like, she's not acting. It feels like mm-hmm. she channeled something that really, truly upset her or truly something, something that happened to her. And she's using that in this scene because that's what it feels like a lot of the times. Like, she's hyperventilating. Yeah, and Tony Collette had a scene like that, yeah. too. No, I know exactly which one yeah. you're talking about where she's on the ground and yeah. she's just wailing. wailing and like, oh, you know, I like you said, I think in the last... Uh, podcast you said like she's saying like oh i just want to die you know like and it just it rips your heart out because you're like man this feels real like this feels like personal like i shouldn't be watching it almost Mm -hmm. but um yeah there's a lot of those moments in here and i like that too like you said um every time something happens to somebody um (laughs) in these rituals uh or like like you said to danny she's she sees something and it freaks her out and she starts having a panic attack the, all the group they start at first when i first saw this i thought they were like making fun i was like are they making fun of her are they making fun of but no they were like we feel this with you like we're here with you we're wailing as well we're crying it out let's all do it together and of course to the outsiders they're just looking around like what the hell is going on like this is so odd but that's just how they do it there and it's 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 very communal in that sense like we all feel the same thing we all are going through it together but um yeah 
It's definitely one of those WTF movies where at the end you're like, what the hell? Did that just really happen? That's crazy. Because it just escalates and escalates and escalates from there and uh, from the from the beginning. Um, and yeah, I like the at the very the very beginning of the movie like it's i guess where it's in the states obviously and it's that he shows all these shots of like snow and these trees and it's just cold 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 and distant and this tragedy happens and then boom we're in sweden it's bright it's sunny it's just like the complete opposite um and he does do that a lot with the the kind of switching back and forth between like dark and light and uh i know you mentioned that he does those cuts he does a lot of those cuts again like he did in hereditary where somebody will be sitting like on a bed and then all of a sudden they're it's daytime and they're doing something else but it's like it's almost like the actor never moved like but they're in a different space so he likes to do those kind of shots and i really i really appreciate the 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 camera work and the acting Everything about this movie is, is crazy. It's just really good. Yeah, like the breath work that I mentioned before. Yeah, like they, the community has this. Um, <sighs> I had to do that. <laughs> yeah, like they put their hands on each other's like chest and then they go. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Vane. Vane does not like when um, we do that, by the way. Yeah, but, you know, in paganism or witchcraft, like your breath is such a powerful element it's um vitality it's life and you know i think it means something um you know very strong to that community when they do that with each other like they face each other put their hand on each other's shoulders and breathe like that to each other they're like sharing life with each other that's how i'm interpreting it um and then so they do that throughout the movie like they do that a lot yeah and then the scene where because it's danny's birthday so um, mm, Danny's right. boyfriend uh, has a little slice of cake with one candle on it and he's lighting the candle and he's seeing her um, happy birthday or whatever. And he's like, okay, go ahead, like blow out your candle and make your wish, whatever. She takes this really deep breath <gasps> and to blow out the candle, right? Um, very, like a lot of air. And as soon as she blows that out, like, the scene just goes dark. It cuts dark and then it goes to like, it, the movie like picks up again. But to me, that was a powerful scene. Um, just a metaphor or a symbol of what could, what's going to happen to them or their relationship because um, like in um, rituals and stuff, you're not supposed to blow out the candles ever. You know, mm. there's different types of like protection candles, money candles, um, health candles and when you put those candles out, you're never supposed to use your breath to blow out those candles. You either like snuff it or you, you put the wick down, um, but you're not supposed to blow it out. And so the fact that they showed her use so much breath to blow out her birthday candle, because I'm sure whatever she was wishing for was either a good time or something good between her and the boyfriend, you know, like something like that. And for her to use her breath to blow out that candle was symbolism in like a pagan way like you just cut your wish out that's <laughs> not gonna happen whatever you thought was gonna happen is not gonna happen um so i like that they they showed that um and then there was another thing oh go ahead no go ahead there was another thing you mentioned the first time we watched this movie where um <clears throat> i don't know if you read an article about it or something where it's just it's it this movie also speaks to the fact that 
Um, you know, I don't know if Ari meant this or not, but you definitely get this when you have this outside group go into this foreign community, but they're all white. <laughs> um, but this outside group obviously thinks like, holy crap, like these rituals are messed up, right? But they're like, oh, you know, we just need to acclimate. You know, this is their ritual. This is what they do. So we just need, you know, mm-hmm. we just don't understand it. We just need to go along with it. <coughs> is that because they're white? This group is white? Like, why were these Americans so willing to to accept these messed up rituals? And then you think of the colonization that happened, you know, everywhere in the world. But, you know, Mexico, like you said, with the Mayans, like they saw these these crazy they called them barbaric rituals mm-hmm. they called them savages because they see these rituals and thought oh my god like this is crazy why do y'all do this and then they tried to wipe them out so it's just a difference in how you know the people see the cultures and it spoke to like these these americans just kind of accepting the fact that oh yeah well this is a weird thing that they do we just need to get used to it Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's funny you, you mentioned that because I'm thinking like then there's the other group that there's these two younger people also who are from London um, and they're the ones that are freaking out the most. They're like, let's get the hell out of here. This is crazy. And it's funny because they're – yeah, they're from London but they're not white. They're like um, – I couldn't tell. I think the girl was black and then I don't know if the guy didn't seem white. He seemed like a different um, ethnicity and they were the two that were like freaking out the most and they're like, let's get the hell out of here. This is crazy. Um, and – I was thinking about this too the other uh, – yeah, I guess this morning. But how do I say this without giving away too much of the story? Yeah, don't give it away. So there's things that happen. Okay, there's things that happen and you wonder, would these people – because mm. – <laughs> so like you mentioned that Will Poulter character, he messes up. He he desecrates the that tree that they're that's like part of their rituals, part of their ancestry and he – he messes up so the the he gets hmm. <laughs> don't give it away. i'm not gonna give anything away no i'm not trying to give anything away that's why that's why i'm trying to choose my words carefully you know what we'll discuss this off the podcast <laughs> you know what and i'm sorry to anybody that wants to know what the heck i'm talking about um sarah I, i'll talk with this to you about this as well but anyway um so i, I won't go into that uh that's because it's again it's this tiptoeing of where like no i can't talk about this because it's gonna you're gonna start to figure out something that's gonna happen or something that might happen so it's really difficult to discuss both of these movies without giving too much away i will say this though um they both have very similar trajectories in that from the beginning there's been a plan for these characters like all along and it follows all the way through. And that goes for Hereditary and for um, yeah. for Midsummer. There's this plot that you don't know as you're watching the movie. You don't know until you get to the end like, oh, shoot. But in both of these movies, there's things that are have been in motion from the very beginning. And you don't know until you get to the very end. But in both movies, it's these weird – like these others. You know, there's this – in the first – in Hereditary, there's this kind of like witchcraft element like we discussed. In this one, there's this kind of commune slash cult thing going on. Which I would also argue is a witch slash pagan Yeah, it is. It, it, it does well. have this – but what's funny is uh, what I love about both of them is that they're not – it's not that stereotypical like evil you see in like the old movies where it's like uh, evil laugh. Ha, 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 ha. We've done it. It's more it, – 
in their eyes, this is this is how we do things. This is our way of doing things. So it's not an evil uh, ritual or it's not some kind of uh, disturbing thing to them. It's it's their way of life. And so all these Swedish people, they're just so friendly. And it's like like there's a scene where they've drugged somebody and um, she's looking at this character. You know, one of the Swedish ladies looking at this character and you see it from the character's point of view. You just see her face and his face. And she's like, okay, open your eyes. You can't move. You can't speak, okay? Uh, let's continue with the... <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? They just totally like paralyzed this guy. But it's this... It, the, in their eyes, it's like... It's just so normal to them. And they're just smiling about it. It's not in any kind of evil manner or like, I got you this. You know, it's not a, an evil cackle or... Um, it's just funny. It, and that's kind of what makes it creepy too, is that they're just all so friendly and so, yeah. so sweet about it. It reminded me in that way of like the Wicker Man, the old movie, not the Nicolas Cage one. I never saw that one, but there's this old movie called the Wicker Man, kind of similar where they're having, it's this island and they do these pagan rituals. And then this cop goes there to investigate some missing person. Anyway, at the very end of the movie, he gets locked in this like giant Wicker Man. That's the the title and they burn him alive. Um, but it reminds me of that movie in that, you know, it, they're all friendly. It's like a hip, this hippie commune and there's these crazy rituals that they take part in and you don't realize it until it's too late. Like you're already there in the middle of nowhere. It's like, well, you have nowhere to go. So it's going to it's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's such a good movie. Like really, I know this isn't for everybody. And Oh, and I'm going to say this too. Um, Ari Aster does not shy away from gory imagery. So there are some <laughs> really gory things that happen in this movie. So if you're like not into that, if you don't like like seeing graphic, graphic gory, gory images, then t- turn away. Cause he will, and he'll like cut to it. Like without you realizing you're like, Oh my God. And he's just like, like a close up of this horrible image, um, which he did in hereditary also. And it's funny he did that. Did this in both movies where these these tragic events happen, and you're watching these per- people crying and like you know wailing and bawling their eyes out, and then he'll cut to the imagery of that tragedy, and you're like, whoa, like this is disturbing, you know? Like he did that in Hereditary when you find out what happens, like when when Tony Collette found out what happened to one of the characters. <laughs> I still I'm still mm-hmm. not gonna give that away. They cut to like this image, and you're like, holy crap, that was really uncomfortable you know yeah, unsettling like he knows how to upset your feelings <laughs> he does it really well <laughs> yeah so but same thing here like there's some there's some really graphic imagery um that i remember when we first saw it people were like what and it's funny because you don't know what's going to happen until like it's too late like just like yeah. the characters and there's this there's that scene that I'm, I'm kind of talking about where danny's character you can see that she's trying to starting to figure out what's going to happen. So all of a sudden she's like hyperventilating because she's starting to piece everything together and then boom, it happens. And you're like, Holy crap. And they play it. He plays it so well. Cause it's the way the characters react is like literally how the audience reacts. Yeah. Like I feel like that's how the, everyone in the, in the, in the theater was like, Oh my God. Like she reaches out and grabs Christian's arm. And that's how I felt like people in the audience were like, Oh my God, I can't believe they just showed that. Or I can't believe that just happened. That's crazy. But, um, Anyway, really good movie, really interesting. Obviously, we've been talking about it for a long time. This is the kind of these are the kind of movies I love are the movies that like spark discussion even within the horror genre. Like it can it can be a horrific movie and maybe an uncomfortable experience, 
but it it gets you talking and thinking about stuff um after the fact yeah when a movie makes you feel something like i mean Mm -hmm. they did their job the those everybody on that movie did their job so that's what i love that being said i can see how some people just are like upset like like desiree she's the one that walked out of the movie because <laughs> yeah. i think i think one of her friends like took her to the movie and she was like i'm not watching this i don't want to see like this. what is this yeah. like she was just so uncomfortable some people just aren't they're just not attuned to it they're just it's like you have to be ready for the, that kind of experience where it's not your standard um you know your standard genre movie it's it's not it's not that at all <laughs> yeah and a, a, a couple of other things that I, I like, too, that I picked up on this <clears> time. So Pele, the Sweden guy, the Swedish guy who takes that group over to his community, right? Um, like I said, he always says stuff, but you just take it as nonchalant. Like, oh, like, this is just, he just, you know, we do everything together. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He says, he has lines like that where they ask him questions and he says, like, oh, well, you know, that's, you know, as we do. And you kind of blow it off like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, I know exactly what scene you're talking about, actually. Um, yeah, he, he says stuff like that. And so in this, okay, so the first night that they're staying there, um, Pele's like, all right, tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow's our first, like, uh, ritual or whatever. And so the friends are like, oh, okay, well, what's going on tomorrow? Like, what is it? And he's like, oh, it's like <coughs> Adekushbi or whatever. Like, he says the term, like, yeah. the mm. term for the ritual. And everyone's like, well, what does that mean? Like, what is that? And the anthropologist guy that's there for this knows what that means, right? So he's like, oh, really? And so the friend's like, well, what does it mean? Just tell us what it means. And so the guy's like, he, yeah, he just kind of smiles. Like, he's like, no, nah, you'll see ready. tomorrow. Yeah. Just get ready, whatever, right? And they're like, well, is it scary? Like, what? And he's like, nah, you'll, you'll see. Um, and so after that scene, after the ritual, you know, the London couple's like super upset, right? Um, and they're freaking out. And so the elders are like, because um, the guy who brought the London couple, I think his name's like Engel, Engel or... Engelmar or Ingmar or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So the elders Ingmar. are telling him like, did you not tell them? Like, did you not explain yeah. to them? Like what this was? He goes, I I tried, I tried, but I guess not good enough or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I think the first time watching this, you feel like, no, you didn't tell me. Like you never told me this is what was going to happen. Like, and you're upset, Right. But if you really pay attention, Pele does tell you. Yeah. He's telling you in the most subtlest way that you just kind of blow off. You're like, what? Like, it, to you, it's so vague. And you're like, okay. Like, he gives you an answer, but. I also feel like it's a cultural dif- difference. You know, like, yeah. in our culture, American culture, we say things uh, either sarcast- sarcastically or yeah. ironically. And so you just go, oh, yeah, whatever. But maybe in their culture, it's like, no, I just told you. I and just and told you just kind of laughed it off. But I was being serious. Like, that's actually yeah, nice. like Pele <laughs> technically told them tomorrow yeah. we're going to do this at a Kushbi or whatever ritual. Yeah. Your fault for not knowing what that means. <laughs> right. And so um, I kind of feel like we <clears> get that a lot. Like when you go traveling, like, I mean, we traveled a lot to Mexico um, and Going to Mexico with other tourists who are not of, like, this culture, like, Mexican culture or whatever, you see that. You see the similarities because you see tourists go to different countries not doing any kind of research about the culture, about the country, about the language, Mm -hmm. nothing. Like, Americans go to different countries – most Americans go to different countries to have fun, right? Like, they're like, entertain me. That's why I'm here. So they never put the work into respecting the culture and what, you know, what these society different communities do. And 
Um, and so people either get upset or confused when something's going on that they don't understand because it's not in English. It wasn't explained to them. You know, it wasn't what they expected. They even didn't in, know what to expect. Even in terms of like food, I've seen that reaction where it's like, oh, I'm not eating that. Yeah. Like it's so disrespectful. Yeah. It's like just be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay, you know. But they make these faces or like, oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. It's <clears> super <throat> disrespectful. And so um, that's totally what you get in this film. Like these Americans go to this community. They didn't do any, except for that one guy that was there for his thesis, <laughs> yeah, Josh, right? The one yeah. that knew what the ritual was going to yeah. be about. Other than him, the rest of them just went just to go. Like, they thought they were going to be drunk and, like, make out with all Get these like, hot women. Yeah. yeah, like, that's what they thought. Like, typical, you know, arrogant Ugly American. American. Yeah. Um, so I think that also speaks a lot to American tourists. Like, they went to this community, didn't research the culture, didn't research the language, didn't research anything. Um, so they're kind of disrespecting everything that this community and their culture is about because they went in there thinking because they're calling everything a festival, right? Like, yeah. oh, it's a festival and festivities and all this stuff and it's going to be fun. To Americans, they're like, these Americans are like, okay, where's the beer? Where's the hot babes? Right. Where's the dancing, the, the food and the music and all this stuff? But what this community really meant by a festival was something totally different. Yeah, it's and, like a religious festival. Yeah, <laughs> like, so these Americans should have done their <laughs> research Um to try to at least understand what they were getting some themselves into. Um, and maybe they wouldn't have been so upset and so thrown off by what was going on. But of course that wouldn't have made the movie. Right. But I, I'm just saying like that points out yeah. what the typical American tourist is or what they do when they go to another country and visit another culture. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Pele literally tells them exact every time they ask him a question, he answers it. He's like, yeah, well, there's this, and where's the, there's this, but no one really takes him seriously. They're like, it's like, okay. Um, and then I know there was another article that I read that kind of put this theory out there that Pele was also an oracle because you see him drawing. Huh. So you see him drawing, like, a, the festival at the beginning yeah. of the movie. And then for Danny's birthday, he, he draws her, right? And it's something that you end up seeing later yeah, in the movie. Right. And then at the end, they crown Pele and they're like, oh, you don't have, you have unclouded vision or whatever. And so it's like, so is he an oracle too? Like, okay, like, was he behind a lot of this? Like, or did he just see this happening? Like, so I thought that was a cool theory. Um, after, you know, after seeing it a second time, I'm like, oh, okay, I could see that. And then there's just like so many similarities similarities between Hereditary and this movie. Yeah, for real. So you have someone who's <laughs> already cons- two more, yeah. constantly drawing. Yeah. So in Hereditary, it's the little girl drawing, yeah. and then this one it's Pele drawing. Um, the whole rituals. There's rituals in both yeah. um, that are pagan, you know, paganistic Nature, or yeah. whatever. Um, and then the whole. Um, family, family and death seem to be yeah. connected. I would add also that you have these kind of two slight they're, they're like children and they're slightly like disfigured and you're like what's yeah. going on with the you know it, it, I mean this one especially in this movie but uh, and then even with the the vocal thing like you said like in the first yeah. movie it was that 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 clucking sound that she makes in this one it's that that breathing that, yeah. that throughout the whole movie so it's just interesting these little mirror images or mirror things that happen in between the two movies yeah. But like you said, yeah, de- family and death, um, and is death the end? You know that kind of thing. You know, um, 
or is death as as bad as you know like how different cultures are different um yeah different cultures see death you know like we see it as that's it the end or maybe you know you go to this afterlife or whatever or um your willingness to sacrifice you know yourself or sacrifice others uh it's just it's just all these different questions that come up or different discussions that that branch off from these movies it's just really crazy yeah so i know i said a lot but yes i recommend this movie i highly recommend it um it's a really great film yeah really great film not for the squeamish like i've already said if you're not into you know full frontal nudity full back nudity too and uh <laughs> uh really gruesome gruesome like grisly images then definitely don't watch this movie um but i'm not saying you have to be into it but if you're not if you're not like open to seeing that then don't watch it but yeah. um if you're looking for something different or if you watch hereditary and love that or like that this this movie is I th- i'd say it's like a companion piece to that movie yeah uh it's like a b-side but um I really love these two movies. I'm really eager to see what else this guy does because after, I guess, he put this out and he did them back-to-back, which is crazy. Hereditary in 2018, Midsummer in 2019. Nothing last year. Obviously, not much, not many people put out anything last year, but I'm eager to see what he does next. And maybe it won't be a horror movie because um, he even said like he didn't ever see himself really making horror, but he knew that that's what people wanted to see, so he took these stories that he wanted to tell and he kind of wedge them into a horror movie <laughs> and uh it works i mean he he made it work two times so yeah. we'll see what he does next so good yeah and if you i would even recommend checking out his short films he's got two of them uh there's one that's really messed up i don't know if you'll want to see it but it's called like the strange thing about the johnsons um it's on youtube that's how i saw it uh it's 30 minutes and there's this other short short film that's like there's no dialogue it's almost like a pixar short it's called um munchausen and that one it's got some recognizable actors in it but these were both done that one's like seven or eight minutes long that one's pretty crazy too um that one's not as disturbing as the the other one the thing about the johnsons but anyway those are both i think you can watch them like on youtube they're there um just to get some sense as to the kind of this guy doesn't make like happy movies he makes very disturbing (laughs) little even his short films are disturbing but Anyway, I think that wraps up our discussion of Midsummer, at least on the podcast, because we're going to talk about this more after we finish. <laughs> yeah, so follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front and let us know what movies you want us to watch and review. Yes, and thanks again to Sarah for that uh, this recommendation. Yes, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk to you next time on the Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.